So the mother says, I'm going to flow with her. I'm not tail hair. You're a liar. So I took cucumbers, and I put in a plate, one plate for tippy, and one plate for shlomit. And I stood aside, and I would like to see what she's going to do. And my daughter started to eat. And suddenly, she noticed that the other cucumbers didn't eat. So she took one of them and said, Tippy, don't you like your cucumber? Do you want me to eat it for you? For you? Okay, I shall eat it for you. Shlomit, you also doesn't like it? Okay, I'll take it. I will eat it for you. She told me suddenly I understood. My little daughter actually living in two worlds, and she knows how to combine in tremendously way, in wonderful way, how to combine those two worlds, the reality world and the imagination's world, and combine them together, and they can live with it. And you can see your own children. Just try to look into Look into their place, how they play. For one minute, your child is an officer. And one minute after, he becomes to be a doctor. And one minute after, he becomes to be a builder. They always exchange their jobs. They always exchange their images. You know why? Because they always combine the imagination world into the reality world. And it's very important, important ingredient for the development. Because very, very central part of the development of our children depend at this point. And when we start to call them a liar or we, doesn't, we don't understand the conflict in their words, and we put them in a place of a strangers actually breaking one of the most basic and important tools for their development. But we don't know, because we don't learn, because we have no time to learn Chinuch. And then we pay the price. We pay the in the future. Because all the power of development is dependent by the imagination war, but this is not a play to this is not the place right now to enlarge this issue. But I want you to know that the imagination world of our children has to keep completely whole. Do not break it. Do not affect it. Don't affect their imagination world. is very important for their development. Now let's go back to our main topic. Our main topic is how we build a self-esteem, self-image for our children. Because we all know our behavior the level of the moral 
of our behavior will be how am I look at myself. If I see myself as a good personality, as a good person, as a quality person, my deeds also will be quality, will be in a high level. But if I think about myself, that I am not, that I worthless, and I'm not so good, and I am negative personality, there is no any chance to make a development in my life. Because if I don't believe my powers, I don't believe my personality, why should I make a movement? Well, there's other shame we should uh, enlarge this issue after a musical break. Let me, meanwhile, let me to remind you our phone numbers. Um, you can keep sending send us your questions uh, by text messages. Our phone number for text is 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. You can also call in 718-683-5800. Uh, we're going to a small uh, musical break, and Mezad Shem will be right back to the continuing of our radio show.
our behavior in our subconscious. And when Hashem created the world, Chazal says, Alta b'machshava lefanav, livro et ha'olam l'midat hadin. Hashem had a mind to create the world by midat hadin. It means that each one of the persons that make a sin will die on spot. And Ra'a Kadosh Baruch Hu She'ena Olam Lechol Itkeim Memidat Adin. Hashem saw that the world will not be able to exist only by Midat Hadin because everybody's going to be dead for their sins. Amad Veshitef Ita Et Midat Arachamim. Hashem affiliated the Midat Arachamim, the mercy, and Hashem combined it. And then he created a world. And when we have the Midat HaRachamim, we all see that despite our sins, we still exist, and we still have a chance to make Chazara B'Tshuva, to fix our sins, and the world can be existing. Now, let's ask a question. Why Hashem, why Chazal says, it means, in the beginning, he wanted to create the world in one way, but after that, when he looked in, he saw he cannot make it. So, he combined the Midat Rachamim also. It's unacceptable. You can say such thing about a human when you speak about a person, a person has one thought, and he has a second opinion. A human has one sight, and then you think about other options. But when you're talking about gosh, you cannot say that. You cannot say that Hashem thought to create the world in one way, then he sees going to be an accident, so he changes his way. There is no uh, first sight and second sight or conclusion by Hashem. Hashem, he is gosh. He have no thoughts about what will happen. He knows everything. So he's supposed to create the world in the beginning right away with Midat Rachamim and Midat Adin together. What Chazal wants to teach us by this Midrash? Well, the listeners, Chazal wants to teach us that Hashem actually discovered the huge secret of the world. He teached us how to be like Him. And Hashem says, at the same way that I can create things, I give you, the human, 
I give you the abilities to create things. And the power of the creation is Alta Bemachshava Lefanav. I have a mind to do something. People think that Brother is right made the first airplane. It's not truth. When started the process of mating airplane, you know when? Thousands of years ago, when was a very primitive person that looked at the birds and he saw how they open their wings and fly away. And he started to imagine himself, oh, I wish I could fly too. Then actually started the process of making aircraft. Because every single invention that you see in the world, the start point of it was in the imagination. We all grateful for the person who uh, made, invented the uh, air conditioner. But we all know what is the point of start to create the air conditioner. Thousands of years ago, when someone came into his room in the middle of the summer, and he just imagined, oh, I wish I could get in one room that it's like uh, a winter there, snowing there, very cold. He just imagined to himself, maybe people even laughing at him and told him, oh, you and your imaginations. But that's it. Then he started to proceed a process of development of air conditioners and cars and aircraft. It's all depend on the power of the imagination. When your child imagines to himself that he is worth, that he has his values, that he is an important person, he thinks good things about himself, and he really believes his power, then he starts to proceed a successful way. But if your child always fall, falling down, and he always think about himself, I'm not succeed, I'm not good, I'm in the wrong way. You know why? Because his parents always worry to remind him, don't forget, you have something to improve. Don't forget, you did wrong. You made wrong. You made wrong. I want you to improve yourself. They don't yell at him. They don't hit him. They're not screaming. They speak very nicely. But they always match the wrong things he has. So we're always dealing with bad thoughts, with negative thoughts about himself. And he starts to see himself as a negative personality. And when he starts that, 
He actually creating that. Bad pictures on mind actually make it can come true. Bad pictures about myself actually leads me to bad deeds eventually. And that's a point we all forget. And it's not a simple thing. When you always mention in front of your side of your child the bad things he has, you focus his all attention about the wrong things he has. And he starts to develop real negative personality. You think as parent if I always mention that he is not good, that he has something to improve himself, and I always take care about reminding him that he is not good enough, so he have a desire, so he develop himself, so he will move on. This is big lie. The total opposite is the right thing. When you praise your child. When you always emphasize the good things he has, when you always expressing your enjoyment out of his behavior, you always take care of it to match in his ear in his ears that he is a good one, and I like you, but you make me pleasure then you always focus your child's attention to the good things he had, to the positive things he has. Then he has become to be happy. Then he likes to go on, and he doesn't afraid to make a, move, a movement. You know why? Because if you always demand him to improve himself, and you always mention that there are some things need improvement, so he afraid to go on. He afraid to improve himself. You know why? Because he says to himself, "I make one step ahead, and I will be better than yesterday." So the demands level will getting higher and higher because I'm always not good. Always demands. They always want me to do one step ahead. So I want to stay here. It will be easier to me to manage my life. Instead of go on and on and on, up and up, and always demands me to be higher and higher because there's no limitation to my parents' demands. That's what he feels. That's the way he lives. And that's the self-esteem he actually developing. We have to do the total opposite. Always use the encouragement. Encourage your child means tell him how good you feel. Your daily news for Rusheva Israel National Radio. Two IDF officers were killed in Gaza on Tuesday evening. One of them has been identified as Lieutenant Natan Cohen, 23 of Modi'in, a company commander in the Armored Corps.
The second is Captain Dimitri Levitas, 26, from Jerusalem. Both officers appear to have been killed by snipers. IDF spokesman General Moti Almaz announced Wednesday morning that the IDF has discovered most of Hamas's attack tunnels that lead into Israel. Minister of Communications Gilad Erdan called Wednesday for the toppling of Hamas's Gaza regime. A military source said Wednesday that about 200 targets were attacked in the past 24 hours. About 30 terrorists have been killed. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry told Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Tuesday that a U.S. ban on flights to Israel was solely due to safety concerns. Major European carriers followed and also suspended service to Israel for at least 24 hours, citing safety concerns. Delta Airlines, United Airlines, U.S. Airways, Lufthansa, Austrian Airlines, German Wings, Swiss Airlines, EasyJet, and Aiken Airlines were among the airlines to have suspended flights to Israel. United Nations Relief Agency, UNRWA, has discovered for a second time Hamas terror rockets stashed in one of its vacant schools. The agency is stating that as soon as the rockets were discovered, the staff was withdrawn from the premises. That is the reason why the staff is unable to confirm the precise number of rockets, it said. The UNRWA agency also said it immediately informed the relevant parties and is pursuing all possible measures for the removal of the objects in order to preserve the safety and security of the school. Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas launched an attack on Israel Tuesday night and vowed to pursue the Jewish state over its self-defense operation in Gaza. Speaking at a meeting of the Palestinian Authority's leadership in Ramallah, Abbas claimed that Israel has violated all the international laws in its operation in Gaza. Former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg has flown to Tel Aviv in an effort to show solidarity with the Israeli people and to demonstrate that it is safe to fly in and out of Israel. Bloomberg said the decision to impose a ban was a victory for the terrorists. He said that Ben-Gurion Airport is the best protected airport in the world. Transport Minister Yisrael Katz decided Wednesday to accept the recommendation of the airport's authority director and gave instructions to begin using the airport at Ovda as an alternative airport to which flights can be directed to instead of Ben-Gurion Airport. About 4,000 Israelis are currently stuck in Turkey because of flight cancellations by foreign airlines. El Al has replaced the planes it uses for its Zurich, Brussels, and Bucharest flights with larger models in order to be able to carry the extra passengers. In addition, a new flight to Larnaca and Heraklion has been also added. Arkia and Israel are expected to add flights as well. Ben-Gurion is still operating normally. The Israel Airports Authority said on Wednesday that at least 200 flights are expected to land in the course of the day, but about 80 flights have been canceled. And on to some nicer news. Reserve Officer Shai Vitovsky was called up to serve in Gaza just as he was planning to propose to his beloved Lehi Granit. Shai invited Lehi to visit him where his unit is currently operating. Chef Haim Cohen arrived on the same day with a field kitchen to make great food for the troops. Shai took advantage of the event to propose, 
and propose to Leahy. And listen to Arutz Sheva radio show Tamar and Tovia Dynamite with Tamar Yona and Tovia Singer as they talk about Day 16 on Operation Defensive Shield and the Obama administration. Here is Tovia with his comment. This is the only place that Hashem watching pretty good to save his people from rockets, from bad things, from threat things, just because this is his holy land and holy nation. And that's what uh, no Israeli, um, un-Israeli companies of airlines, they don't know that beside us. We hope to, uh, for good news, for better news, Bezat Hashem, from here and ahead. Um, our, our phone number text is 347-927-8398. This is our phone number for text messages. And 718-683-5858 for calling. Well, um, we just uh, managed the very important principle of to remember that what people, what a person think about himself, that's what will be his behavior. If I think about myself, good things, and I convince myself that I have a positive personality, this is actually the power to create good behavior. And as long as you criticize your child, as long as you um, criticize him, and you're always trying to you innocently trying to improve your child because you're really sure that if you tell him how much he have to improve himself, then he will not, you know, will stay calm. He will take it very seriously and he will go on. But this is not the truth. The truth is the opposite. When you always manage the good things he has, when you always manage um, his good behavior, and you're telling him how much you enjoy his behavior, then he starts to develop um, self-image of a positive personality, and then he can do something good um, with his life. 
Um, dear listeners, we tried to arrange your questions that actually received by the email. Um, our email is abrahameducation at gmail.com. It's directly here to my screen. And you can send your text messages 347-927-8398. We're going to a smaller vocal break um, because of technical issue. And we're taking care of it. And Bezat Hashem will be right back with you. Bevakasha.
Shabbat Shalom. 
תוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. together. They are ages 8, 6, 4, and 3. Every night I say Shema, give them hugs and kisses, and shut the light. When I go inside, they start talking, laughing, and keeping each other awake. Sometimes this can go, this can go on for more than an hour or two after bedtime. It gets me really frustrated. What can I do? Well, in families that have um, several siblings, <clears throat> several uh, children in close ages, these issues uh, actually common because they don't want to sleep and the little ones of them want to sleep or they cannot able to You know, to take along so much time, it's late for them, and their body is uh, actually tired, and um, it's really an issue. But what we can do? First of all, we have to divide the answer um, for two parts. First part is the technical part. We have to find a technical action to... Um, To let them sleep in bedtime, you cannot do the same bedtime for eight years old um, to three years old. It's not the same age, and actually, I think this is the point which makes uh, the problem. So first of all, try to separate them to um, two rooms, even if it's just for the bedtime. After that, you can lift them. And put them in the same room, but first of all, you cannot uh, ask from your three years old and four years old um, go to sleep at the same time at the same bedtime of eight years old or six years old it's it's not working, and you can see that it's not working so first of all, try to separate them uh, even if it's just for bedtime till they're getting sleep. Um, second part of my answer is. Um, we have to know that the issue of here is the issue of discipline. I mean, when you decided um, a sense bedtime, and I'm talking about sense bedtime, because sometimes we make a decision that not make sense. We have to check uh, deep down to look into our decision before we say them. But after we decided... We have to tell him, now this is bedtime, and I want you to sleep. And you say your rules. You're not allowed to talk. 
get all the way even to open your eyes. I don't know what. Whatever you want as parents. And then you can go out. When you hear them, uh, you have to come back and tell it in a, a command tone. You're not allowed to speak. Don't try to threaten him by punishment. Don't try to suggest him um, uh, to offer to him a reward. It will not work because I say again, the main rule in education. If you want your child to do something constantly for all, all over his life, don't use the punishment, don't use your words, because punishment is something unusual. This is something that actually destined to awake your child, to make him to be in shock. But if you want him every night to sleep in bedtime, don't try to make him in shock. It will not help. I want him to get used to the fact that there is a bedtime and you have to sleep in bedtime. So the only tool you have is discipline. You go back to the room and say, you are not allowed to speak. And you went out. And then you come back. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you have to remember what your child will internalize that my mommy is really seriously. Not because the fear from punishment, not because uh, the expectation for rewards. I have to follow my mommy orders just because she said it. So maybe this is a long process, but this is a long way that actually this is the shortest way I personally know. So say it again and again in a command tone, in order tone. Don't make laugh at that. Stay serious. Don't get nervous. Don't remember this rule. Don't get nervous. Stay calm and stay consistent with your demands. This is the only way to get them used. When mommy say good night, this is good night. Now we're not sleeping. We're not talking. We're not laughing. Not making any sound. I wish you had Zahabezat Hashem. Uh, one more test. How can we get our children to help clean? Even their plates aren't cleaned up and clothing left on the floor. What we can do? Well, I received such questions um, a lot of times. Um, the mess in the house. Also, my answer um, divided two parts. First part is technical, the second part is educational. Technical side of things. Which kind of home you have? Sometimes parents themselves are really unorganized. Uh, the balagan in a house, there is a great mass in a house, and they demand their child because they don't want him uh, developing uh, at the same way. And we have to know that Chazal says, and it's very, very uh, important comment. Chazal says that um, in Hebrew it's going like this. Kol ha-posel b'mumo hu-posel. 
when you uh, recognize something bad in your friend's behavior, the only reason you notice that negative uh, thing in your friends, the only reason for it, because it actually exists in your personality. Because if it wouldn't, you would not recognize it. Um, for example, a little child, uh, five years old, doesn't understand what is the concept of tzni'ut and what it means. Why he doesn't understand the concept of tzni'ut? Because it has nothing to do with his own private world, because he is little one. It means that I can notice some things only in one condition. If I have something to do with that, then I understand it. When you're talking with a person that he is um, uh, giving trust, trusting people, people think he is very innocent. He doesn't understand that someone trying to set him up. He's so innocent. You know why he's so innocent? Because he himself is not uh, uh, um, he's not a person that set up his friends. That's why he doesn't understand, because this midah doesn't exist in his life, so he doesn't notice this midah in others. But there is some people, they always suspect, always suspect people. You know why they always suspect people? Because they themselves suspect it. You have to check out their behavior, and you will understand they, that they are not so innocent. Sometimes they try to present themselves as innocent, but it's not true. So, kol haposel posel. Now, what it has to do with raising children? When I see in my children behavior, I see something, and I recognize something negative, and it's getting me nervous. You know why? Because I have the same negative thing in my personality. And then I really quick, quickly recognize it, and I'm so afraid that my child actually developing right now the same negative things that I have in my personality, and I'm really concerned about it, and it gets me nervous. I don't want to see my child raising just like me. For example, mother who eats a lot and she's suffering from overweight. When you see your daughter start to eat something on health or maybe the amount of food is over, you're getting nervous. You may react. You know why? Because you're concerned maybe I raise the same person just like me. I don't want her to be like me because I know how much I'm suffering from my overweight. And this is a booby trap because 
without attention and without realize we're actually reactive and our response very extreme and your daughter doesn't reserve it we have to remember it so you ask how can we get our children to clean to help clean up even their plates aren't cleaned up and clothing left on floor first of all which kind of home you have even if it's the standing contrast of your expectation there are many many people they very organized by their imagination but they cannot implement it in house in home and they cannot live with it so they're trying to educate their children that way meanwhile they themselves don't do that so first of all check which kind of home you have second part of my um, of my um, answer is also discipline I mean you have to um, reduce your demands to minimize your demands and choose some issues I mean clothing will not be on floor and your plate will be in the sink okay that's it now you have to demand your to say your demands and then stay consistent and follow your demands and don't think oh this is only two things so even if I made it but it's just two things it's not all the picture no it's not truth you know why because the personality structure works when you start to work to improve some part in your personality actually you and your entire personality raising up without your attention without your notice but you have to remember it if I work of some issues of disciplining with my children there is ability to be disciplined raising in the in their entire personality it's not just specifically at these two points so you choose uh, the most bothering points uh, of you and then work with it uh, with your children and then you can see the entire personality be more disciplined and discipline will be easier for them so maybe this is a long way but this is the shortest way I know dear listeners text messages you can keep send us three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight I repeat three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight we're going to a small musical break and we'll be right back with the rest of your questions stay with us the vacation Thank you. 
Hi there, listeners. We're here back with you, and we continue uh, with the rest of your questions. Um, my eight years old started to blinking and opening his eyes every minute. How can I get him to stop? Um, first of all, I believe it's not uh, side effects of medication because he didn't mention it here, so I believe it has nothing to do with it. Um, if he just started, you don't have to uh, prevent him from doing it. Um, sometimes it's just pass. Um, and don't make, try to not make a big deal out of it. But if you think that something is bothering him and it's not a medical issue and you visited a doctor and he said um, it's not uh, a medical issue, so we have um, to try to find the reason. It's very simple to say that, but um, believe me, I cannot help you because I don't know the issue. Uh, generally, you have to check uh, the warmth and love that you give him in the home. Um, you have to express uh, physical warmth and love. I mean, uh, hugs and kisses, something like that, constantly. This has to be the base of your home, any home. And um, try to find out in yourself, uh, what about the criticism? Are you always criticize your child? If the answer is yes, maybe it makes his, uh, him nervous. And maybe this is a side effect of nervousness. But I recommend you do not, um, do not be uh, very worried about it. If he just started, um, probably it will pass. But general, check out this uh, point that I just mentioned. If you think that it has something to do with this point, try to improve it. And if not, you can call me right after this radio show so we can enlarge the issue and I can learn what may be the triggers of this uh, behavior of your child. Uh, one more question. Um, one more question. We have a neighbor girl, 11 years old, loves playing ball with our 7 years old son. Their family have lower standards such as kashrut and snoot. Should we allow him? Um, well, the question um, I can answer just from the perspective of education. But, you know, uh, I'm not a rabbi and I'm not a posek. You have to ask uh, your local rabbi or your local posek. But I can tell you what is my perspective. As I told you, uh, General, uh, 11 years old, I don't know him uh, personally, but this is an age that we should start uh, make a limit uh, between boys and girls. But we all re remember, um, I see that you, your question is from America. I know that in America uh, things are different, some different. I'm not talking about Torah perspective, just from the perspective of education and 
if it will make a damage or not. I think you should have to make uh, the limitation, but if you're going to do that, you have to be uh, consistent. I mean, if you uh, decided to not allow him uh, to play with her, so uh, stop it. Um, so stop it. But your child, um, no, not, now I understand that your child is seven years old. Seven years old, I think you should not make a big deal out of that. I just have been confused between the 11 years old. Now I see in your question that the girl, 11 years old, she is the neighbor. And your son, you're talking about seven years old. Generally, seven years old has no uh, issues of new, as I just mentioned in the previous um, question. And as Chazal says, Kola posel posel. So I don't think you have to make a big deal out of that, but you can start to direct your child to a way of tzniut, to a way of uh, limitation between girls and boys, but don't make it extremely, because you have few years to do that, you know, step by step, slowly, without that your child even uh, notice that you are meaning to do something. Um, okay. Now to the next question. Let me to remind you our phone number for text, and you can keep sending us your text, 347 927 8398. 347 and if he doesn't find his sticks from store, we have talked to him many about how serious it is. What can we do to stop him? Um, if you had listened uh, from the beginning of my uh, radio show, I spoke about uh, the unclear limitation between the uh, imagination world of our children to the reality world of our children. You also have to know that I wouldn't call this issue stealing. He's not stealing. He's desiring. He's desiring for candies, for snacks, and why he steal? Probably, let me guess, that you put the focus in your home uh, about healthy food, do not touch snacks or candies. As long as you try to avoid your son from eating those things, as much as you try to prevent him um, from eating candies and something like this, you have to remember that his desire will be extremely stronger and stronger. So if you want your child to not steal, and you have to check, if he steals money and he spends it precisely on candies or snacks, you can be sure that he is not satisfied. You have to give him behetel. You allow him to eat something so he will become and will not 
developing uh, desire of um, uh, for these uh, candies. Well, dear listeners, we have a few questions more, but we're going to a very small uh, musical break. We arrange your questions, and we'll be right back with the rest of your questions. You can keep sending us your text, 347-927-8398. We're going to a small musical break. We'll be right back with Vakasha. Stay calm. 
you have a problem and you feel that you actually drown in your problems, don't think about it. Don't look at it that way. You have to remember what I mentioned. When you're trying um, to define a target and work on it, you suddenly see that all your children's personality actually raise up, and they will be better in the other topic. So sit with your husband at night when everybody is sleeping and the house is clean finally, and you have a few minutes of calm, now take paper and just write down three most important demands that you're actually trying to ask from your children. This is the most important things. Now start to, fo- to make them follow your orders, orders to stay con- consistent, do not uh, trembling from there is um, uh, refusing. No, you say you have to do that, and I'm going to follow till you do that. When you're expressing calm and firmness, not aggression, firmness, you express your firmness, you will see things will fix up. But don't get nervous. Stay calm. And if you feel that when you ask some for something and they don't do that, it's it gets you, you know, it's make you nuts. Okay. So choose on a list of those three things that you're gonna demand them. Put on a list things that is not so important to you. So even when they refuse to do that, you will not getting nervous. You will stay calm. But the principle is the same principle. I want them to get in use that when I say something, you have to follow. One more question. Thank you for your show. For, for your show. Thank you, too. I look forward to listening, and I enjoy it very much. Thank you very much for the compliments. Every summer, I like to make fun contests uh, and give privileges to my children. I usually try to focus on a specific mida, and they enjoy it, and it works very well. This summer, I want to just show them the value of good routine and responsibility. Is it inappropriate uh, to give rewards for routine things, like making their beds and things as such? Should I make it more challenging? Well, the rule says every routine things not reserve rewards and not punishment, not threatening. Because I just let's say that your children um, arrange his stuff in his room, and it's all fixed. And you came in and you say, wow, what a surprise. Oh, you deserve reward. Actually, subconscious, you pass in a message that to arrange your room, it's something special. It's not a duty. And you have to express that this is a duty. You, indeed, you can give them rewards, but with nothing to do with your demands. I mean, you see, uh, the room is fixed, 
you can you can go in and say, "Wow, what a nice place!" I think if we if we should get a candy, it will be more nice. So I want to give you something, but don't make any connection between their duty to your reward. Well, the listeners, we have one minute left to our radio show. Um, our phone number uh, for you, dear listeners, is nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four every night between ten up to twelve midnight Israel local time I repeat my phone number nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four and you can call me every Wednesday ten minutes past after this radio show. I really appreciate your listening and I want to thank Iran Jacob for um, taking care about the technical issues of uh, this uh, broadcasting. Thank you very much, and keep listening to J-Root Radio. Bye-bye.